All right. Good evening, everyone. We are live. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is May 25th, 2023 and week 225. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, you know the drill, as we always like to say thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the lord now as you can see from the title we will be talking about spiritual and natural things but the title is more than spiritual so without any further ado i'm going to pass it over to minister tony banks we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message as always we pray that you guys get something out of it and learn how to apply the things taught in these bible studies to our daily lives so take it away minister tony banks Thank you, Melvin. Um, let's go into a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you for blessing us, Lord. We thank you for how you washed over us, how you kept us, Lord, how you just protected us, Lord, from all the danger, from all the hurt, from all the harm, uh, from so many things that could have taken place um, and taken us out. Uh, so, Lord, we thank you for just being here, for being alive, for just having another opportunity at life, another opportunity at being saved, another opportunity at uh, getting things right that we have gotten wrong time and time again. But we thank you for not giving up on us. Um, so many people have counted us out. So many people have uh, put us down, thrown us in the trash. So many people have just disregarded us and, and, and spoke evil of us, Lord. But we thank you that uh, you're a God who loves us. You're a God who cherishes your people. And you're a God who wants to see us prosper. You're a God that wants to see us um, have good success in this world. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. But we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that we will continue to have a reason. We will continually remember that there is a reason to have joy. And so, Lord, we're praying uh, for the Bible study tonight, that your word would go forth, Lord, that we would all decrease and only you would increase. Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your terrific name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. We welcome you guys. Um, for those of you coming back uh, who've been here before, uh, you guys know uh, we appreciate you dearly. We we uh, we love you guys, and I'm thankful that you guys would join us for this time, for this opportunity, just to uh, for us to know the will of God, for us to understand the plan of God um, just a little bit better. Uh, for all of those who will listen for the first time, God bless you, um, and, and I pray that this will not be your last time. Uh, for all on other platforms, YouTube, uh, whichever podcast you may be listening from, or even just someone in the future, um, going back and looking, listening to these recordings. God bless you. Um, and I pray that God would open your understanding. And that's the same thing I'm hoping for, uh, for myself, that God would just continue to pour out wisdom and knowledge and that he would uh, continue to show me things because uh, there's so much to be learned. There's so many uh, incredible things that this book will show us. Um, and so we, we're we going to get into some things tonight that I believe will benefit us. Um, and, and while I'm thinking of it, uh, if you guys have not tuned in to 
the Monday Bible studies, we are doing a series on business in the church. We're talking finances. We're talking money. Uh, we're talking things that uh, people want to talk about. People love to talk about money. Um, but we, we must understand that God deals with money. He, he, like he, he's, a, he's the financer. He's a broker. He, he's everything. God's the best salesman there is. He's the best businessman there is. And so we're dealing with a series um, on business. Um, if, if you guys have an opportunity to tune in to our Monday Bible studies, uh, 7 Central, every Monday, 7 Central time. Um, and if you cannot, uh, Melvin does a fantastic job and he uh, provides those links. And so you guys can still go back and listen to it. Even if you're busy at the moment, even if you listen to it, um, you can't. You do have the opportunity to go back and listen again because I can assure you there was some information you missed. Happens to me all the time. Uh, I listen to Bible studies and I go back and listen again. I'm like, huh, I didn't notice that part. Um, so this is how God works. Um, and this is just the way life is. And so we're talking about tonight, though. Uh, we're not doing that same series on here. However, uh, we are getting into some relevant things. We're talking about being more than spiritual. Um, this this came to my mind because so often uh, as we're going to churches, um, people are looking for a church home. Sometimes people are in a certain church for a while and uh, they might move to a different area or sometimes people might be in the same area. However, they just feel uh, I want to to go to another church. This this place just doesn't seem like it's it for me. I feel God is leading me somewhere else. People say all types of things. Um, but you know, when we go to church, we understand, uh, the word of God is a spiritual thing. Um, just as Jesus, uh, well, I won't get into that, but the word of God, we understand it's a spiritual thing. We understand that there's so many spiritual meanings that there's so much, um, so much to do with the spirit realm. And so I, I, I noticed something about churches. We're all about spiritual. And now do not misunderstand me. We need the spiritual. I thank God for the spiritual aspect uh, because it has helped me. It's continuing to help me. It's continuing to help so all of us if, if, we, if we use uh, the word of God. It will help us spiritually. It will help us get into a better state emotionally, a better place mentally. It will help us in these ways. But, you know, something I've, I've realized with so many churches, and I'm not trying to single out anyone's church uh, because I look at my own and I feel this, this way. What about the natural? You know, God is more than spiritual this world we're living in is more than a spiritual place look it's also a natural place and so even though we have the spiritual context even though we have the spiritual things uh, and we need those spiritual foods we know the word of god is a spiritual food uh it feeds our spirit man but you know a huge part of life is also natural, the physical. 
And so as I look at churches, so many churches, we focus on all of the spiritual things. People, but people can't wait. <laughs> Preachers and even other people outside of preach can't wait to preach to you, to feed you spiritually. We can't wait to do it. We can't wait to get in Bible study. We can't wait for uh, a Sunday morning or Saturday morning, whatever day somebody has a service. We can't wait to, to tell someone something, to preach to someone, to talk to someone, to give them some spiritual words of advice, some spiritual food. But when it comes time for the natural things, we're nowhere to be found. You know, uh, having conversations with people and, um, you know, we're going to church week after week and and the preacher is going over so many, uh, so many topics, giving us all these incredible examples, giving us uh, the, these these great words, these these uh, these encouraging words. And I've heard so many people talk about how uh, the church wants to raise money so that we can get a bigger building, uh, a new building. God is expanding. The the building is getting so crowded. And and now uh, the preacher is saying God's showing him visions of of expansion and and a bigger building. And that's fine. That's all nice. That's incredible. That's, That's wonderful. That's great. But week after week, we're feeding the congregation with all of this spiritual food. But what about the natural? What what type of things are we going to our churches receiving beyond being preached to? See, these are the things that I want to move beyond. And so, as I said, I'm not trying to single out anyone's church. I'm just looking at the scripture and I'm looking at the preachers and the the people that God brought uh, before our time, uh, the people in the past. And I'm looking at how God used them um, and the things that God had them focus on. No doubt God told them to go and preach the word, go and tell these people about the spiritual aspect of God, about how God is displeased with their sin and their wickedness. And that's good. But once we get saved, where do we go from there? Even before people get saved, you know, if someone is on the street starving, they haven't ate in close to a week, They've just been drinking whatever fluids they could find, maybe water, maybe rainwater, whatever they've come up with. You know, if someone is in this condition, is it the most appropriate thing for me to walk up to them and say, excuse me, sir, have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Now, I'm looking at his condition. I'm looking at how he's walking. The man begins to tell me about how hungry he is. He had eight. He hadn't eaten in a whole week, and I still respond, yeah, that's good, sir. (laughs) But you need to be baptized. Look, look, that that natural food is good, but you need to be spiritually fed, man. You you need to be born again. You need to receive the Holy Ghost. Look, all of those are correct. They're true. We need those spiritual things. 
what about the natural things in life? I'll tell you, it's the church's job. It's the preacher's job. We've got to start looking out for people's well-being beyond just preaching to someone. And I know I'm, I mean, I'm mentioning preachers, which I am. But even the congregation, we're doing this. We can't wait to go and tell somebody right from wrong. We're going to get someone straight. But when it's time to help someone in a physical manner, in a natural manner, with some food, with clothing, with shelter, with whatever things we're lacking, all of a sudden we don't have much to say. All of a sudden we're hoping so-and-so, they forgot about me. We, we hope, well, they don't bother me. We're hoping. We're hoping things turn in a different direction. So let's look at some things today because I feel as though as a church, I'm talking about as one gigantic, humongous church, we are losing the natural aspect. See, we don't lose the natural aspect when it comes to ourselves. See, for ourselves, we're looking to make money. We're looking to get resources. We're looking to eat. We're looking to, to have sleep and rest. We're looking to uh, enjoy a vacation and a break and all these things that make life worth living. But when it comes time for someone else, to enjoy those same pleasures that we desire to enjoy, to get a good night's sleep, to get some rest, to get something to eat. We don't really care about that. We don't really care about that other person who we're calling our brother in Christ, our sister in Christ. We're so quick to just preach to someone, to tell someone how it is. We're not quick to lend a, help, lend a helping hand to someone. And so this, these are the problems I'm seeing within a church. Not a specific church, but I feel as though the church, the church of God, we ought to do more than expand and get a bigger building. We ought to do more than get new monitors, get, get new sound equipment, get all of these new fancy things. What things are we working towards to help our communities? What things are we working towards? Are we working towards schools for our children? Are we working towards uh, retirement homes for our elderly? What things are we working towards to help ourselves? We need natural things, even in a spiritual church. So, I want to look at this tonight because it's what God is, is continually putting on my heart um, during this time because I see the focus is so much on spiritual and rightfully so. We need the spiritual things. But as a church, we all need food. We all need natural things every day. We all need, look, if you don't get something to drink, we won't be talking for much longer. If you don't get something to eat, if you don't get sleep, natural things, if you don't have a place to lay down. Now, I know you, we can sleep on the ground. We can sleep anywhere. We can sleep outdoors. But you know what? No one's willingly choosing that, not in their right minds. 
And so if I have a plate, look, look, we're, we're, we're wanting to get a king size bed, a California king size bed for ourselves. Before our brother or sister, the person who we say we love, we don't care what they sleep on. We don't care if they have bed bugs. We, we don't care what their condition is. When are we going to move towards true love? See, love is more than just spiritually uh, j- just talking. Love is actions. So now let's let's read here, Mel. First Corinthians chapter 15, um, verse 47, 48, sorry. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Hold on. I think I told you the wrong thing. 46. Yeah, 46. Howbeit that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And See, afterward, oh, mm-hmm. and afterward, that which is spiritual. The word of God tells us, now he goes back to the beginning, the very creation of mankind, the very creation of Adam. He says in verse 46, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 46, he says, Now, in verse 45, he mentions who exactly he's talking about, Adam, the first man, Adam. But now in 46, the writer here, Paul, tells us, how be it? That was not first, which is spiritual things did not come first. Now, that's not to say spiritual things are not important because someone will take it that way. Look, a man came first, and then a woman. That does not make a man more important than a woman. We need both to survive this world. We must understand natural things came first. God created Adam's body. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis, from the dust of the ground, created him a physical, natural body first. And then after that, God breathed into him a spiritual thing, breathed into him his soul, the breath of life. Natural came first, then spiritual. We need both. Because the book tells us the body without the soul is meaningless, is dead, is not profitable. A dead body is not doing any good. That person is not complete without the soul. And so don't get it twisted. Do not think I'm saying we only need the natural because that's a lot of people's problems. They only focus on the natural. But I'm dealing with us in the church. See, We deal with the natural when it's for ourselves, but when it's for someone else, we're ready to give them spiritual. (laughs) For ourselves, we're rejecting the spiritual thing. We don't want to hear the word of God. Look, we don't want to be told right from wrong. But for someone else, we want to give them the spiritual and reject the natural. For ourselves, it's the opposite, man. We... (laughs) 
we want all the natural things. We want all the money in the world. We want uh, all the all the time off from work. We we want every pleasant, enjoyable thing. We want all the commodities. We want all the the, the houses, the land, the, the cars. We want every natural thing this world has to offer. We want to eat good. But when it's time for someone else, we say, I'm going to give them spiritual. You, you know what, brother? I, I heard you've been going through a rough time. I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to give you some spiritual prayer. <laughs> this is the issue going on in churches. Look, from the preacher down, this is the problem. We're not looking on someone else's well-being. This is the problem going on all around the world. All the, all the talk I continually hear is, yeah, we just expanded. We just opened up another church in New York. We're opening up a church in Mexico. We're, we're opening up churches all over. And that's good. We need the natural. We need the spiritual aspect because that's all they're going to do. It's a natural building, but they're going to give spiritual food out of that building. And after that, People are still going to go home and struggle to pay their bills. People are still going to go home and not have money for medicine, not have money for whatever daily needs they have. And we're only going to give them some spiritual guidance and say, hey, you should go and read John chapter five. Now, these things are good. But, you know. Jesus, let's go and get that. See, Jesus, he was training preachers. So run over to the book of Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9 and verse 12. Jesus, he trained preachers. And so we get a sense of what the church should look like through these scriptures. So Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9, and um, let's start here in 12, I believe I want. And when the day began to wear away, then came the 12 and said unto him, send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about. Go up to verse 11, because I want us to see the spiritual aspect. See, Jesus, many times, multitudes came to him. And he began to give them some spiritual food. He began to preach to it. He began to tell them the word of God. Go up to verse 11 so we can see this. And the people, when they knew it, followed him. And he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God. He's talking spiritual things. He's speaking to them about the kingdom of God about salvation, about what God is desiring for all of his children to do. Spiritual things. Now, we know Jesus healed. Of course he healed. They also were coming for that. But, you know, there, there came a pivotal point that these people got hungry from being with him all day, from being with him all week for whatever amount of time. I can't even remember how long they were out there, but I know it was a great, a great while. They've been out here for all of this time. And now people begin to be hungry. Read for us again in verse 12. 
And when the day began to wear away, day began to wear. Starts getting late. Look, as, as, as the day continues to go on, look, we start needing some food. We start getting tired. It's, it's what, about seven o'clock here. Look, the longer we go on, the more tired I'm going to get. And eventually I'm going to need to go to sleep. And the same goes for you. So time is passing. Read for us, man. Then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and country round about and lodge and get victuals. For we are here in a, des- in a desert place. My God. See, I wish, I wish we knew what was going on here. The 12, the preachers came to the Jesus. They said, look, send these people away so they can go and get something to eat. It's getting late. They're going to have to travel. They're already tired. Look, I, look when people are hungry, everybody starts making that noise. <laughs> look, we cannot be, look, a person cannot be hungry without telling 15 people, man, I'm so hungry. Man, I'm so tired. Look, these are things I did. We cannot feel tired or hungry without telling 15 people. And neither one of those people are going to feed us. And that's what happened with these disciples. They said, look, send these people away. They keep talking about they're hungry. I'm getting tired of hearing it now. They didn't say this here. But I'm just getting this sense. They said, look, send them away. They've been here long enough. Getting this spiritual food. Somebody wanted to be healed. Somebody's hearing the word of God. They've been receiving all the spiritual things. But look, this life is more than spiritual. At what point is the church, see the 12 here, see this is the church we're talking about. At what point is the church going to not send people away, but we're going to say, hey, we can feed them. Hey, we can house them here. We have a place for them to stay. We've got a job for them. Look, there's so many homeless, my God, there's so many homeless people on the, on the streets. And you know what? We come by and we give them a couple dollars and that's good. That's so nice. We spare a $5 bill for them. We've got thousands in our bank accounts. We spare a $5 bill for that homeless person. That, look, that's nice now. That, that, that's, that's, that's wonderful. But you know, could we not do more as a church now? I'm not talking about you as an individual. I know we're all having some type of struggle. But I'm saying, as a church, can we not go and work on real estate? Can we not go and work on homes and lands? Not for ourselves, but for someone else. See, there's somebody out there. I I know there's a lot of people out there on the streets. There's a lot of people in prisons. There's a lot of people in all these places that they want to live that way. But I truly believe God has somebody out there that he's going to open their eyes and they're going to want to be saved. And you know what? Us as a church, we'll bring them in. We'll say, hey, we'll baptize you. Hey, we'll pray for you. But you know what? We don't have a place for them to go. We don't have a job for them to work. We don't have anything for them. When society is going to say, hey, give us 
let 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 me see your driver's license. Let let me see your insurance. Let me see all of these things we're going to need before we even determine if we want to hire you. Go and fill out an application online. We only do online applications. And here you have this homeless person. They don't have a cell phone. They don't have all these things that we have. This is where the church has to come in. We can help people if we recognize it's more than just spiritual things. You know, I, I truly believe more people would come and get saved if we had something for them to, if we had something to offer them. See, sometimes it takes people to see something. We can talk about faith all day long. We can talk about faith from now until the cows go home. We can talk about faith, but you know what? There's some things you, you see that'll shake your world up. Look, think, there's things that you see it'll shake your world. Happened to Peter. Now, th- these people watch Jesus heal day after day. Peter watched Jesus walk on water as well as the other disciples. G- Peter asked Jesus, look, can't, if that's you, let me come out there. Now, that's in my words. He said, let me come out there to you. Peter, a man of faith. I know Peter had faith. It's shown. He got out there on the water, but then he started seeing some things. He started experiencing, experiencing some things that shook him up. See, don't tell me what we see. The natural things don't play a role. And it's all about spiritual and having faith and, and, and all of this, these good things. But, you know, I truly believe if somebody could see us doing something. See, people are hearing us talk about God all the time. But until they see a people who have come together and not only are they working on spiritually making heaven their home. Look, the prayer is thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth. Look, it starts in the natural. Heaven, a spiritual place. It starts here on earth. So suppose people seen us getting together here on earth. Suppose people seen us going out, starting business as a church now, as a people of God. Suppose they seen us getting land. Suppose they seen us getting infrastructure, homes, having a place to put people who are struggling, having a place for our elderly saints to go, having all these, look, having schools for our children. So that they don't have to go out to all these other schools and put their lives at risk. I'm not telling you um, our children wouldn't be exposed to danger. I'm not saying that. But don't you feel more comfortable with your kids being at your house than being at someone else's? I believe you feel the same way if your kids were at your own school also where you know the teachers, the people are the people of God that are teaching your children. See, the problems we're facing is because we're not understanding the natural aspect of things. We're we're only seeing the spirit in the church now. When we come to the church, we only think going to church. Look, I I thank God for uh, the things that people have asked me over the years. I, I thank God I always welcome people's questions uh, because 
these things help me to learn and they help me to grow. I thank God that I've had people ask me, look, what does the Bible have to do with this? See, people think the Bible is only spiritual. They think the Bible has nothing to do with their natural life. But this book has everything to do with your natural condition, just as much as your spiritual. From the beginning, we just read in the book of Corinthians, that which was natural was first. God created you a physical human being first. Then he started working on the spiritual. And so now here, because preachers and people in general have gotten it twisted, and we're thinking that church is all just about spiritual and being fed the word of God. Look, we need the word of God. And I pray, and I know we won't stop hearing the word of God. I already know that. Because this word has to go forth. But we've lost track. We don't want to do the physical part of this because it's going to require a sacrifice. See, these disciples, they said, look, Jesus, send these people away. Look, it's too many of them. <laughs> we don't want to be bothered with all of these people. We don't even know these people. We, we, we don't know these people. Send these folks away. Let's read what Jesus said, man. But he said unto them, give ye them to eat. What? Look, Jesus, we preach, look, we'll preach to them. <laughs> we'll tell them we're going to be praying for them. We'll, we'll say, God bless you. Have a nice day. We can do a whole lot of those type of things. Talk and give them some spiritual hope. But Jesus said, hold on, you give them something to eat. You know, that's what Jesus told us. Um, um, in the book of Matthew, he said, you know what? I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. Naked and you clothed, you didn't give me any clothes. Look, I was sick. You didn't come and visit me. Prison, you didn't visit me. All these things. Natural. Somebody got in trouble because they did not look after the natural things. On others. We can we can look after the spiritual. We can easily find where someone else is going wrong. But when it comes to the natural things as a church, we're not willing to do it. See, I want to be a part of something where it's more than about preaching, more than about we're going to get a new building. We, we've expanded and we just put a new church in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's good. But after we put that church there, are we going to do something to help somebody? What things are we thinking about? Look, we're looking to help ourselves every day. God knows I want to help myself. But if that's all I'm about, have I fulfilled these scriptures? Read that verse again for us, Mel. But he said unto them, give ye them to eat. Now, Jesus commanded his disciples. He said, look, you give them something to eat. And you know what our response is? Look, these are my children. This isn't my family. I don't even know these people. This is our response. This is how we think. 
as a church, we say, well, they don't go to my church. <laughs> oh, my God, help us. We say they're not a part of this church, so they can't get anything to eat here. <laughs> they didn't work for this. See, I went out and worked hard for this. What I have, they've got to go and get it for themselves. See, this is the problem we're facing as a world. It's all about spiritual. As a church, we're about spiritual. We can talk all day about the spiritual things. But when it's time to help someone naturally, we don't have any help. And you know what? I understand. Because I've been in that condition, and God knows I'm still in that condition, where a lot of times I might want to do something, but I'm just not able to do it. But you know what? When are we going to come together as a church, as the body of Christ? I'm not talking about what building you go to. I'm talking about God's people worldwide. When are we going to come together and start working towards naturally being able to help someone? Because you know what? Somebody's going to listen to it. When they see that you've accomplished something, see, that's what happened to the queen of Sheba. She had heard all these things about the king. She heard about the wisdom of Solomon. But you know what? It was not until she seen something Look, it blew her away. See, the reason people are so fixated on celebrities and, and, the, and the rich and wealthiest people of this world is because they see what these people have accomplished. And so as people, we're wondering, how did they get there? How can I get there? So as a church, at what point are we going to give someone something to see? Isn't that what Jesus said? Let your light so shine that men may see your works. People should see us doing something for one another. We're not doing anything for each other right now. All we're doing is saying, praise the Lord. This is the truth. This is the sad truth. We'll shake each other's hands and say, praise the Lord. I'll see you next week. I want to move beyond this because when I look at these scriptures, I don't, I don't see that. That's all they did. I see they did that plus something. See, Jesus, everywhere he went, he tried to make it happen for people. He did make it happen. And he taught his disciples. He said, you give them something to eat. And you know what? They started looking around. Read for us. Let's, let's keep going here, Melvin. I, I wanted to get somewhere else, but time won't permit. Let's read here. Again, but he said unto them, give ye them to eat. Mm -hmm. And they said, we have no more but five loaves and two fishes, except we should go and buy meat for all this people. My God. He's trying to get us to understand if we come together, he said, where there are Two or three gathered together in my name. He said, he'll be in the midst. And a miracle is going to take place. They said, look, we only have five loaves. Two fish, five loaves. They said, we can't feed all of these people. That's the condition we're in right now. As a church, if we would just come together, we'll start feeding thousands. We'll start feeding hundreds of thousands. We'll start feeding millions. If we could come together, 
But as long as we're so separated, as long as all we focus on is some spiritual thing, if all we focus on is building a bigger church so we can fit a few more people in the building, we're not going to do anything for those people. Until we get to this point where we hear the words of our Lord, look, you do something for us. We see, we see a problem going on. Look, we, we can easily spot a problem. Look, it's hard for us to spot something good. <laughs> we see a problem every day. Look, we, we see somebody, oh, why they, why they move like that? Oh, they smell funny. Oh, they walk funny. Why they? We find a problem in everything. We can easily spot a problem. Why not, why not spot some solutions, though? Let's help one another. Look, this is more than spiritual. Look, the, the natural, when you begin to understand the natural, it'll help us spiritually. When we begin to understand the spiritual, it'll help us naturally. They go hand in hand. Hand in hand. This is what God is looking for from us. You know, We've got a few minutes left. I want to run over to one other place. We don't have very long. I'm going to do my best to get you guys out of here tonight. But I want to run over really quickly, Melvin, to the book of Numbers, chapter 11. Now, this is a preacher in the man of Moses. And there's a problem going on here. These people are hungry. <laughs> See, I'm trying to show you it's the preacher's job and it's the church's job. And you are the church. We are the church. We've got to be looking out for each other. Not looking for out for ourselves. Look, everybody right now, we're working on savings account for ourselves. We're working on retirement for ourselves. We're working on all types of funds for ourselves. But at what point will we start looking after someone else? See, if we would do that, God would bless us. He'd open up the windows of heaven. Look, I want heaven to pour out blessings on me. I want blessings to be poured out. Look, you know when you pour out something, I, I can just imagine a picture of water being poured out. Look, it's coming down quick. Uh, when people play hide and seek, they say, ready or not, here I come. Look, I want the blessings to hit me that way. Ready or not, here they come. These blessings being poured out upon me, but not only me. This is for somebody else. But I can be blessed. God will bless me more when it's more than about Tony. Let's read here in the book of Numbers chapter 11. I want to look at this man, Moses. Start us in verse 1, Mel. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled. Drop down to verse four. People <clears throat> began to complain. Now, this is a, now, uh, people, now, we don't know how many people it was. Some people say it was up to a million people. Like it was a lot of people. We know that much. Thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands, all the way up to a million people, whatever the case may be. Look, it's a lot of people for one man to help. But God gave Moses the job to lead these people out, lead them from Egypt 
to the promised land, giving them some spiritual hope. But you know what? It's more than spiritual. Read for us, Melvin, in verse 4. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a-lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? Huh? These people begin to cry. They begin to weep. Look, nobody... <laughs> I know Melvin can relate to this. Look, nobody wants to hear a lot of crying. <laughs> See, as a parent, parents are disappointed about hearing one child cry, two children cry, three children, four or five. But what, what happens when you got grown children crying? You've got uh, uh, small children crying, thousands upon thousands, hundreds of thousands, up to a million people crying, weeping, saying, look, who's going to give us something to eat? I hear the words of Jesus. He said, look, you give it to them. He said, you help them. You help them. Read for us, man. We remember the fish, which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. They began to talk about how good it used to be. You know, th this is the sad truth about what's in the future. And the reason I say that is because Right now, I'm trying to get people to come together the way God wants us to come together. And you know what? There's going to be a period of time. See, when God, my God, when God tries, when God, not tries, when God is delivering you from one place to another place, there's a period of struggle. There's a period of discomfort. There's a period of weeping. There's a period of sadness. There's a period of doubt. This is the time that these people are facing. They said, we remember how it used to be. We used to not have to worry about what we're going to eat. The food used to be cut back there in Egypt. When we were working for Pharaoh, we had a good job. They, look, every day we knew exactly what we were going to do. Every day we knew exactly when the meal was coming, when, when, the, when, the, uh, when the drinks were coming. We knew everything there was to know. And now we've gotten out here with Moses and with God. And it's not supposed to be this way. And so now these people are complaining and Moses is having to deal with this crying. Drop down to verse 10 for us, man. Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families, every man in the door of his tent. Mm -hmm. And the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was displeased. See, God gets tired of hearing us mope and complain about everything. But you know what? I don't want to deal with that right now. Moses, he's going to get frustrated. See, any of us who listen to someone else cry and complain and, and, and all of these things, especially when you're trying to help them, like you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get tired. Moses is dealing with thousands and thousands, maybe even up to a million people, hundreds of thousands, up to a million people. Let's see what he said to God. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? Mm -hmm. And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? You know, um, Cain asked the question. Back in the garden, 
well, not in the garden, but back in, in the book of Genesis. He said, am I my brother's keeper? Am I supposed to keep up with him? Do, am, I, am, am I supposed to? Look, he's getting smart with God. Am I supposed to be the one to look after him? Yes, you are. You are. Moses is now asking the question. He said, God, why did you burden me with all of these people? Now I've got to come up with something for them. They're coming to me complaining. Look, they came to him even wanting to kill him. This is the burden that God has placed on the preacher. To try to get someone to understand it's about us and not about my family, not about I, it's about us. God, not only did he show this to Moses or he attempted to show this to Moses, he also showed it to his twelve, Old Testament and New. They're both valid. Look, it's more than spiritual. It's more than about being preached to. It's more than, oh, I just heard the word today. And then you get back in your car and you go by your married way. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. Read for us here, Mel. Have I conceived all these people? Mm-hmm. Have I begotten them? That thou shouldest say unto me, carry them in thy bosom as a nursing father beareth the sucking child unto the land which thou swearest unto their fathers? <laughs> Look, this man's frustrated now. We're, we're seeing a lot come out of Moses. Look, the Bible said he was the meekest man on the face of the earth. Look at what they got this man doing. Look at how he's acting now. He's talking to God. He said, these are my children. He's dealing with God now. God knows all things. God knows these are his children. Look at, look at what he said. He said, God, why would you afflict your servant? I'm out here doing this for you. Why would you burden me with all of these people? Crying. People who don't want to come together. People who complain about everything you try to do for them. Moses said, did I have these? Are these my children? That's the same thing. I can imagine those 12 apostles saying the same. Look, are these my children? Why, why, Why should we feed all of these people? Look, send them away. See, until we come together and realize church is more than spiritual, it's more than just preaching, it's more than praising God and clapping our hands and singing songs. Until we start actually developing love for one another, being patient with people. You know, it's a sad thing. It's sad. I've seen these things happen too often. People who are trying to come into the church and be saved those of us who are supposed to be spiritual and so saved, we're not even patient. We, we won't even overlook the flaws. We won't even try to help those that are trying to come in. And here we are, we've been saved for all of these years. When are we going to get it together and recognize the church is more than spiritual? God bless you guys. God bless you guys. We've got to get to work on having some things, having resources, having assets, having houses, having lands, having everything we need, having jobs for our people. For our people, for the people of God. See, we're in in a new family now. 
according to the book. You know, we're going to act like God bless you guys. At this time, I'll turn it back into the hands of Mel. Thank you. Um, great message, Minister Banks. As always, we do as a church. Um, sometimes we, we're always focused on the wrong things, like as Tony mentioned earlier. Um, it's important. Baptism, getting the Holy Ghost with evidence for speaking in tongues, that's that's a great thing. Um, and it's very important and essential to our salvation. Um, but a lot of the times, uh, people are not trying to hear that right off the bat. They're looking at how the church, how can the church help me? And as a church body, we need to be there for these people because who knows, giving them a meal or giving them some money to help them out may bring them back down the line in order, <clears throat> and then they will listen and go on to be saved. God knows exactly who is going to be saved and who not. So we just have to do our jobs and be there for and help out the people as we should. Um, so that's all that I have to add. Uh, we do have a few comments. Um, Sister Cynthia and Sister Rosie, they both say praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you too. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Sister Betty says praise the Lord. Uh, Jalicia says amen and also true. And Casey also says, amen, bro. Um, so I'm glad that you guys got something out of the message. I'm um, exceedingly grateful that you took the time out to tune in, to try to see what the word of God says, because you could be anywhere doing anything, but you saw fit to listen to us, listen to what we have to say about the word of God. And God sees it. God takes notice. So thank you for all of our um, commenters. Um, we got Sister Cynthia Rosie, uh, Sister Betty, Jalicia, and Casey. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Tony mentioned at the beginning of the Bible study, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's always a good message, and we would love to see you guys there. So if that, if that be nothing else, I don't see any more comments. Uh, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening live with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Mm -hmm.